Hey, it's Angela Yee from Way Up with Angela Yee. Imagine swapping your car keys for a chance to move your body, better mental health, connecting with your community, and creating memories without spending money. Join me and embrace nature's pace by taking a walk, hike, or a bike ride with Rails to Trails Conservancy, because our time on the trail is so much more than a day outside. Get ideas for getting outside at reelstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? It's Angela Yee. And if you know me, you know I have several businesses. Well, one of them had closed down for a little while, but we just reopened it. And that is my juice bar. It's called Nourish Spot BK. And as soon as we reopened, we were really on the clock to find people who can make juices, sandwiches, acai bowls. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way? Way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash way up. Maybe you see the perfect candidate. Well, ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. You can invite your top choices to apply and you can even encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash way up. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash way up. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and I'm really excited to have some special guests here today with me from Prudential. All right, so let's go around the room. We have um, Shanae Harris. Hello. We have Gail Hawkins. Hello. And we have, are you John Garrison? No, I'm Brian Taylor. I was like, why do they have John Garrison? I was like, you're not John Garrison. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brian. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, So what we're talking about is uh, the Brick City Classic and Prudential's involvement with that and also with HBCUs in general. All right, so did all of you go to an HBCU? Unfortunately, I didn't have the privilege to be able to go. Mm-hmm. I'm a proud graduate of Hampton um, University, class of 94. Okay. Ogre 8. I'm a, I'm a Hampton grad as well. She's going to drop out that Ogre 8. I'm <laughs> Onyx 2, class of 93, Hampton alum as well. So Shanae and I did not go to HBCUs. I know. We missed out. <laughs> no, we definitely did. And I was actually reading a report recently about how enrollment is up more than ever and attention being paid to HBCUs is at an all-time high. Excellent. So let's discuss that and, and why you think that is. Well, I think we know that HBCUs work, mm-hmm. particularly for black students and people of color. Um, the nurturing environment and statistics have demonstrated mm-hmm. that if you want black people to kind of have a pathway to economic opportunity, HBCUs have a proven track record, track record of demonstrating that for our community. And for uh, Brian and Gail, what do you guys think uh, you got at an HBCU that you wouldn't have gotten anywhere else? I think for me, I look back at my Hampton education, I realized that was the foundation of who I've become as a man. I think mm-hmm. it prepared me professionally. Mm-hmm. It prepared me socially. It prepared me um, just individually of how I want to excel in life. I mean, it gave me a great foundation athletically, but also academically, which is most important. Because I had the privilege of playing a sport as well as going going to school. And I think that the friends I have today were founded in my Hampton background, um, meeting them as freshmen and, and continuing those lifelong relationships. And we've stayed friends through life. Through, what sport? I played basketball. Okay. I was on the 1991 uh, CIAA championship team. Okay. Okay. And that's funny because my teammates, we still have a group chat to this day. We, t- we text every morning from good morning to good night all day long. And that goes back to our foundation of Hampton being the common denominator where we all love it. We all stay together. And, and the thing is, as I've grown professionally and personally, I have friends that went to other HBCUs, and we give a simple head nod like, you know what's up. Right. It doesn't matter if you're the Hampton, Howard, Morehouse, Feldman. We all had a very similar um, background and foundation. And one of the things that I agree with everything that um, Brian um, has said, we were actually at Hampton together, mm-hmm. uh, one class apart. And now y'all work together. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And one of the things I have to say, I'm originally from Los Angeles. And just to see that the fact that I moved from L.A. to Virginia, had never seen the campus, one of the things I consider is it's basically a family environment. 
And they really do breed confidence into you, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And the friends that you have mm -hmm. from freshman year up, to, up into adulthood, I'm an out godparents. They're literally their children like nieces and nephews. But at the same point in time, it was also, it was, I uh, learned so much about the diversity of the black community within itself. No one mm -hmm. is the same. Right, right. So That's different right. economics. At all, yeah. Different life experiences. And also that also fed me as well. And I was able to feed them as uh, other individuals as well. Yeah. So just the commonalities of as we grow, yes, all the HBCUs, we are considered to be a whole united family. But Hampton is very special. We were speaking earlier, our freshman year, we do have some strict rules and they still apply now. I like, was just talking, <laughs> we were talking about that. Y'all had curfew as freshmen yes. and then you couldn't uh, have any um, uh, opposite sex, like overnight guests and things like that. True. No visitation. No visitation. Curfew 11 right. o'clock. But I think that also build um, a lot of character and discipline. Mm -hmm. And so our freshman year, we had a curfew, I believe it was 11 o'clock. But also, mm -hmm. as was mentioned earlier, that's all the, a level of bonding. Mm -hmm. yeah. So those relationships, your dorm sisters, and the, I saw also in the um, dormitories with the gentlemen, they'll build relationships over time. Right. And their sisters and family to, to this very yeah. day. And I will say, all of y'all that went to, because our boss, actually, Thea Mitchum, she went right. to mm -hmm. Hampton as well. One of my best friends, I'm her son's godmother, she went to Hampton. And I was saying, before I even went to my college, I was with her when she was going to Hampton, because they had to go to school earlier than we did. Yeah. So I spent some time on campus with her, and I was like, y'all are having a good time, but also just really smart. Like, even Jasmine, right? Jasmine Brand, who works up here with me, mm -hmm. she went to Morgan State. Okay. And then okay. my business partner, he went to an HBCU with my coffee company and everything. Mm -hmm. So there's just something definitely very special about alumni and students who have gone and attended HBCUs. And one of the main things they said they found in doing this study that I was saying earlier is that uh, the number one reason why students choose an HBCU is this whole feeling of family and belonging. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I've had the experience of doing both. I did graduate work at a PWI, mm -hmm. um, and then I had Hampton. I don't. I've never even gone back on campus So <laughs> <laughs> I went to grad school to the point that I don't even talk You're about it. You're not even mentioning it. I don't even mention. He said it's a PWI. That's all you need and, to know. <laughs> it, 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 you go back to it. I just remember how our professors prepared us. There was no excuses. There was no shortcuts. They always taught us to be the best at everything we do. And that carried over into life. That's what I meant by the foundation that I had, that mm -hmm. it made me the man that I am today because I, I had to understand work ethic. I had to understand Absolutely. being accountable. I had to understand how to communicate with others, communicate with my brothers, communicate with my sisters, talk to different people. And I think all that started at Hampton. And then, then it was the family bond that we had. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can go to any, and I travel a lot for my job, but I can go to anywhere in this country and find the city and find the Hampton alum. Hey, say, I'm in town, mm -hmm. hit me up, and we link up, and then we get together. And just, even if it's just to say hello, or if it's sitting down and breaking bread together over dinner or or a cocktail at that night. But you do that with Howard alumni too. I will Absolutely. do it with Howard okay, alumni. Just checking. <laughs> they, they, they always want to battle with the got real the you. competition ever. <laughs> but but what I love it, it is like competitive, but it's also all family still at the end yes. of the day. It Absolutely. is. Yes. Yeah. And so let's talk about the Brick City Classic because that's happening this weekend. Yes. 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 And what is Prudential's involvement? What's the Brick City Classic? Let's talk about who's playing. Well, we are proud to be lead sponsors of the Brick City Classic, and this is something I am so excited about. I am a Newark native, so okay, I remember this being an annual thing that occurred in the Northeast and mm -hmm. really excited to have this coming back to the city yes. and to the mm -hmm. community, and we're really looking forward to to 
being lifelong partners. Absolutely. Prudential does a lot in Newark, too. Oh, yeah. Period. Because yes. I feel like when I think of Prudential, I think of Newark. Oh, well, it's our DNA. Mm-hmm. We were um, headquartered in Prudential. We got our founding in the city of Newark. And because we see ourselves as an anchor institution, we've had a decades-long commitment to the city and making sure the city thrived. Um, so there's a real connection to community. And, you know, we invest a lot of um, dollars in the community to make sure it remains thriving and strong. So for us, um, I was on the team that brought the game back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was important for us when we brought the classic, we wanted to reestablish the Northeast as one of the meccas of black college football. Okay. Because like Shawnee said, years ago, there was the Whitney M. Young Classic that yes. took place at Giant Stadium. Mm-hmm. And it started with Grambling. And so when we brought this back, we said, what are two iconic programs that have a presence in the Northeast and why not bring Grambling? And obviously we talked about Hampton so much love earlier, but Hampton <laughs> is an iconic program. And Hampton used to play here every year. Right. Um, the game stopped in about 2015, and we said, okay, it's time to bring it back. Because, I remember those games. And they would be there. Every, it, it were staples. Everybody in the community knew what weekend it was and when we were going. But now in 2023, we have high school students that don't know about black college sports. Right. And it's not just about the game. We're using a vehicle to raise awareness about, uh, about HBCUs, raise awareness of what we can do locally, raise awareness where we want to partner with Prudential's. How can we impact our community? And Nork is a staple. I grew up in East Orange. Mm-hmm. And Nork, you know, Prudential is a the staple organization, staple company in the city of Nork. And so we were intentional about wanting to bring this and bring it to Brick City. And for all of our people in East Orange, he went to Clifford Scott. So <laughs> yep. he will also welcome you into his home if you've gone to Clifford Scott as well. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Class 89. I, I probably shouldn't say that over the air, but... <laughs> hey, black don't crack. It's okay. We love it. <laughs> um, so I got to ask you, Shanae, who you got in this game? Hampton, of course. I just want to make sure. Oh, exactly. <laughs> just want to... Not yes. just because they're here, right? Okay. No, not just because they're here. One, <laughs> I have a number of friends and family that graduated from Hampton, so um, we have a pretty strong bench that's on the Hampton side. But also... You know, the sponsorship between Prudential and this event was a no-brainer because we've had a long-time history Mm -hmm. with Hampton University. Mm -hmm. So we have that deep connection with the company and the school, and it's just great to be able to bring this together. And it's not just the Brick City Classic. Prudential does a lot for HBCUs. So I want to make sure that we talk about that, too, because sometimes people aren't even aware of certain grants that are available to them or programs or even uh, being recruited to come work at Prudential once they graduate. Yes. So we see HBCUs as a pathway to economic opportunity. And when you think about the talent that comes out of HBCUs, you know, we talked a lot about the nurturing environment. Mm -hmm. Those students are more confident, more prepared and ready. And, you know, it's a natural kind of alignment for us to see HBCUs as a, a magnet for a talent pipeline. But in, in addition to that, we think HBCUs actually create economic opportunity mm-hmm. in the black community. And we're really committed to that through our work. How can people find out information if they're like, OK, what about opportunities at Prudential? I know you guys had a micro grant program, too, that you have been doing. So we do a number of things. Mm -hmm. I think the first way to find out more information about our community investments is to go to Mm Prudential.com. And, you know, on the site, there's information on our commitment to Newark, but also other things that we support. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, the work that we're doing, we really focus on helping people to build wealth. Yes. um, Build assets um, and really connecting access to quality employment. 
to actually wealth building strategies. We want more people, particularly in the black community, to have access to tools and solutions that help them build wealth. I saw Robert F. Smith, I believe he had announced something I think last year that he was doing as far as helping uh, HBCU students with investing. Absolutely. We were really proud to partner with um, his organization, the Student Freedom Initiative, um, to provide um, 500 HBCU students with opportunities to learn about investments. Prudential provided some seed funding to allow them to start um, really building that skill of investing and also helping them to build wealth. And we did that partnership with Stackwell. And I think that's important, too, because I remember believing once I graduated from college and I had all these student loans that I couldn't invest. Right. Because I had bills I needed to take care of. I had to live day to day. I had to pay my rent and I had to pay my student loans. And it wasn't until later when I was probably about like almost 30 that I finally started my own investment fund. And I feel like if I would have had the opportunity to have that earlier and see my money grow, I would have felt more confident in being able to invest and also educate myself more on what it is that I needed to do. But no one had ever discussed that with me. Sure, sure. Um, again, my name is uh, Gail Hawkins. I'm a financial advisor with Prudential. I've been uh, with Prudential for 11 years, but 26 years in financial services. Um, my background is in investment banking as well as equity capital markets and wealth management. And with my background, along with life experiences, I like to work with individuals coming right out of college. Mm -hmm. So I work with, I say barbecue to banquet, people that are starting off in their financial questioning of what they should do short-term, mid-term, and long-term. But then also work with experienced individuals that are highly seasoned. And they're also working with things that are more conflict, dealing with retirement planning, blending of families. Mm -hmm. So that's something that is very interesting when I'm talking with clients. I will say 90% of my book of business is women, 10% is 10, okay. but that's growing. But I have a targeted market because currently right now in here in the United States, but also globally, more women are making more money, but we also have financial decision making that we're doing and we have to be more serious. I also make mention of the fact that I have an analogy. We all have traveled on a plane. We might leave from New York and we might our final destination might be in California. Mm -hmm. But we also know that when you get on a plane, they always tell you to put the face mask on yourself. Yeah. And then with that, you can help children. First, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you can help everyone else. And so one of the things with the relationship that I have with my individual clients and things that I give advice to other individuals that I might not even work with is basically take the time to focus on yourself so that you can help with others. We also recognize that you're going to have turbulence along yeah. the way. <laughs> Unemployment. COVID. COVID. Yes. Unexpected uh, things. Unexpected. That can yeah. So when you're talking with someone, many people tend to think that you have to have a lot of money to have an advisor. That's what I used to it's think. It's not a luxury. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be accessible to everyone. Right. And so when I'm talking with individuals, one of the things that I want to meet them where they are, I want them to feel comfortable. Because remember, you're talking about something that's very vulnerable. Yeah. So um, just an example I was sharing earlier, mm -hmm. I was talking with a new client. This is his first time being married, but his wife has been married several times. So we're talking about beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. So it's also a blending of families. Right. How should that be allocated? And let's have an honest conversation. This might be something he might not even have spoken with his wife or children, but it's a real conversation that because I have a relationship with him, I can give him the pros and the cons, but also want to know really if something actually happens to him. Even though I'm talking with a guy named John, for example, I'm looking at his wife 
and his children because I want to make sure that every question that I'm asking and our potential potential plan that we're putting together, just in case of his absence, because it will happen, right. that when I'm speaking before your wife and children, that I'm answering every question and I did everything that I could to make their lives a little bit better financially. Yeah, we've seen that happen way too happens. many times. Absolutely. Absolutely. When something right. happens to and everybody's figuring out, like fighting over money, sometimes yes. people falling out. I've seen family members not speak to each other anymore over that, and it can be so much worse. We're already dealing with a loss. Absolutely. But now we have to deal with this financial, um, you know, questions and things going on and arguments and who's taking care of this, who's taking care of that. Well, why do you think you deserve this? And people saying, well, he, I was told this. If people don't have that in order, yes, yeah. it can be chaos. And I would like to, I would like to, I'm sorry, I would like to add there's within financial planning, there's three, you can build a board of directors. You don't have to do everything by yourself. Hmm. So for example, you know, it's important to ask for help because you don't know how to, you don't know everything, but it's important to have an accountant. We all do our taxes, mm -hmm. I'm assuming. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. You have we an accountant. Better. So that's a person that's a part of your board of directors. You also, even don't have an attorney, you have access to attorney to ask legal questions. But then of course you have a financial advisors. Those three people are basically a part of your tribe. Mm -hmm. And basically they can also speak for you when you're not in a position to speak for yourself. And so various tools, wills and things like that need to be in place. But having those conversations is a very vulnerable conversation. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues 
pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's also about timing. And when I talk to individuals, when you're interviewing for a financial advisor, they're also interviewing. You has to be a correct fit. Right. Because it's a relationship. Yeah. Over time, I've seen divorces, mm-hmm. marriages, children. And you need to trust. Bankruptcy. You have to be able to trust mm-hmm. yes. that individual. Yeah. So it's about a, it's relationship building over time. Go ahead, Brian. You I was just going to say, you know, um, financial planning and financial literacy is important. You know, mm-hmm. we've all seen relationships that are self-destruct or deteriorate because of money. Yes. And whether yes. it be personal, yes. friends owing friends money, whether it be marriages, <laughs> yes. you know, um, partnerships, true. people, money is a great um, destroyer of relationships. One mm-hmm. of the number one reasons for divorce. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important, like you said, you didn't. You thought you had to have a certain amount of money mm-hmm. to before you can get with a financial advisor. I, too, thought that. I too thought that I needed to have a certain level because you hear these stories of you need to have a net worth of X, Y, Z dollars before you can talk. But you can talk earlier. I had my financial advisor reach out to my brother and he helped him and and they helped him out and they helped him help plan as he was going through some things in life. And I think it's important that you make those plans today so that you can ensure your future of tomorrow. And I think that so if you have that, you know, unexpected travesty or adversity like we said COVID or whatever comes Mm -hmm, up or mm -hmm. if the stock market drops or you're trying to sell a home um, that you have some type of financial backing but at the core you gotta have the financial literacy to understand and yeah and some people have trust issues too Mm -hmm. yes you know they feel like is this can how can I trust this person I don't want to let this person have access to what I have and you can let people see it and not have access Mm -hmm. to it so that's what I do with my accountant he can actually see what's going on in my account but he can't like take money out or pay for anything or do anything like that. He can yeah. just see what transactions are happening so that when it's time to do my taxes, sure. you know, we're on top of it. You're in total control. Mm-hmm. And that's important mm-hmm. to do that. Yes. Um, and, and again, that's even why when we started the game, thought about the classic was to say, who can we partner with? And we know the work that Prudential is doing mm-hmm. for the community. And it really is about our community. And it's, it's, it's inspiring to hear Gail say that most of her clients are females, but I know she could probably expound upon that and say it's mostly for the black and brown communities. Right, that's that where most correct. of her, her clients are coming right. from. So we're dealing with a corporation that's investing in the black and brown communities and making sure that we have the financial literacy so that we can increase wealth within our own community. Yeah, I've done several things at, at the Prudential headquarters. So, And I was telling you guys, I'll be there again for an event with Digital Undivided. Mm-hmm. And I'll be there as a judge. And this is for Black and Latino women okay. business owners. Mm-hmm. Yes, And yes. so it's about entrepreneurship as they're giving these women grants for their businesses, but also coaching, mm-hmm. because that's important too. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we were really excited to bring that program to the city of Newark. So it's it's great. And I think, you know, when we talk about building wealth, there are lots of pathways to do mm-hmm. that, whether owning your own business and making sure there's opportunity there or some of the wealth building strategies that Gail talked about. And, you know, one of the things that we're excited to announce and introduce to the community is a new campaign 
called Blueprints to Black Wealth. Okay. And it is really focused <laughs> on making that connection point because there is so much information out there that um, people just need to be connected to and also to understand that this is attainable for everyone. That's right. Particularly right. if we start earlier. So we um, have provided resources and support everything from you know meeting you where you are on your financial journey so if mm -hmm. you're just getting started mm -hmm. there's information and connections that we can connect in terms of resources there to you know as you're 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 on your journey and you have more needs and yes. more complexity mm -hmm. and the idea of being able to connect to a, a financial professional to support you we think is a really critical thing for the black community to Right. I mean, that confidence is important, too, because money isn't a, a, like our attachment to money can be a very emotional thing. Oh, absolutely. I know from many of absolutely. my friends and myself, we didn't have money growing up. Mm -hmm. And so you always feel like I just got to stack my money in the bank. I got to just do this. I got to make sure in case something happens, this could all go away. And we get so nervous about things like that, that mm -hmm. sometimes it's scary to invest. And right. Angela, it's very interesting. I always say that money is not a tangible good if it cannot be put to use. Mm -hmm. It's just a piece of paper. It's the thought process behind it. It's the planning short term, midterm, and long term. And you have to do it with a partner. Right. Because sometimes people don't know what to do with it, so they do nothing at all. Yeah, and right. that's There's the worst. called <laughs> the beauty of compounded interest over time. Mm -hmm. Save early and save often. Right, because that the money that you get just letting your money sit in the bank is nothing compared to if you invest that money. That's right. Absolutely. Nothing, and, nothing mm -hmm. compared. Just like Gail Sommer, compounding interest. Compounding right. interest it, over it, time. It save over early. Time. Save often. And even when it comes to HBCUs and you guys partnering uh, for that, I also think it's important seeing everything that's happening with our education system, what's happening in Florida, right, where they're trying to erase our history and, and say that, oh, well, you know, slavery wasn't so bad. They had a chance. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous, the things that we're seeing happening. That's why it's really right. important for us to be able to take that power back. And also, I mean, it's a shame and we should never have that happening and we have to make sure we fight that politically. But I also feel like it is up to us to also at the same time simultaneously educate each other and ourselves. And HBCUs are really important in that aspect, too. I think what you said earlier was we talked earlier. We started this interview off with why do you see the rise? And I think that you're seeing a rise in HBCUs because of some of the things that are happening across the yeah, country over right. the last yes. four to eight years. Our young black students are saying, I want to go where I feel like I'm at home. Right. Like you sure. said, in Florida, there's no reason why we should be talking about slavery was a good thing for anybody. <laughs> what what benefit like, can we get out of so, that? It's, it was it's a ridiculous. place to stay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. nothing we can get out of that. And, yeah. and then we see all the affirmative action laws starting to change. And, and we have documented proof that says that other schools, when they eliminated affirmative action, the, the minority enrollments went significantly down. Yeah. Well, we know those students that don't go to those schools now have homes at HBCUs, and you see right. enrollment going up. So why why wouldn't you go someplace where you're going to get a top-notch education, you're going to have a tremendous uh, social uh, aspect to college, because that's part of college. That we is definitely act part like of we, it. We act like it's not, but socially we, we do want to thrive and prepare ourselves for this professional world where we can go to companies like Prudential. We can go to other uh, Fortune 500 companies and do exceptionally well. You mentioned your boss earlier, Thea, mm -hmm. being a Hampton alum. Yeah. All right? And look at look at all the Hampton alums that are doing things, and uh, not just Hampton, but all the black college alums that True. are doing significant and have significant contributions to society. It's something we should all be proud of and know that we have a home, and no matter what HBCU you go to. And Brian, when you bring up affirmative action, I think it's so important to note that it's not that black students, black or brown students, don't belong to be some, you know, to be at a university because they didn't have the uh, 
the the stats to prove that they should be there. They do belong there. Yeah. Right. And affirmative action is not saying, oh, well, you know, you would not have gotten into the school any other way, X, Y and Z. But it's just making sure that the students who deserve to be there are there and they do. And I just feel like, you know, we see all these other reasons why students are being admitted to these universities, these PWIs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of times it will be like, you know, family went there, somebody made a donation. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes financially for students to be there. And students who belong to be there, you shouldn't have to feel like, oh, they don't want me there. I've heard so many different stories now about students who, you know, were being recruited as athletes. And then Mm -hmm. you hear something that coach said about, oh, well, now maybe I don't have to. It's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, the things that people have to go through that. So that's why I think it's really important. And I love the fact that you guys are recruiting these students from HBC used to yeah. come to Prudential. And, and well, the exciting part, I know Shawnee hasn't mentioned it, but they have the Prudential Fellows that are that are students at Hampton that are coming home for the game. Mm-hmm. And they want yeah. to make Absolutely. sure they say, yes. can we get our Fellows back? And they're Y'all coming home win. for the game. Y'all better win. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. We will. We better win. That's absolutely. I'm going to be what, on Monday? Okay. Hey. I'm going to be like, listen. Nah, the coaches are back. talking. The coaches are talking a lot. I, I, I hear there's a lot I of talk it. coming from Grambling and there's a lot of talk in Hampton. I got to bring some Grambling people up here because it's fair time. Oh, yeah. We have family who went to Grambling. family. But I'm rooting for Hampton. All right. Anybody have any predictions on the game? I'm gonna let y'all go first. I we're mean, gonna win. you know where yeah, I'm But I need win. like a, I need something more, you know. You want to score? Yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll leave that I like to, to you. bet. <laughs> All right, look, I'm gonna say Hampton 34, Grambling 31. Okay. Oh, you think so it's close? Be close? I think okay. it's close. Okay. Okay. It's, it's gonna be a close game. You're an athlete, so we're looking at you. That's right. Okay. That's right. I'm gonna say Hampton 34, Grambling 31. Okay. What about the Battle of the Bands? Oh, the Battle. That's the part. That's a whole other conversation. That's the part now. I the care force. about. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes, that's the battle of the band. That's a vibe. And let me tell you, in that, everyone's a winner. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. That is true. Absolutely. And, and the full halftime show will be broadcast as well, um, mm-hmm. which is Wonderful. exciting that, the, that, you know, usually on TV, they show only part of the halftime show. They're showing the full, both both bands will get their just oh, due. Excellent. Um, oh, excellent. On nice. Saturday very afternoon. Nice. Excellent. Where can people watch and where can people get tickets? All right. So to watch the game, it could be on NFL Network mm-hmm. um, this Saturday, wherever NFL Network is on your local broadcast. It's at 3 p.m. kickoff. Tickets at BrickCityClassic.com. Okay. You can get your tickets at BrickCityClassic.com. All right. And once again, any last things that y'all want to plug before we wrap up? Well, I I just want to reinforce just the importance of this conversation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the idea that this is our moment as a community. And this idea that Black people, Black Americans are really focused on building wealth. It's in every Mm -hmm. conversation I've had. Um, You know, to be able to do that as a community, have those community conversations, that's why we thought it was important to support a campaign like Blueprints to Black Wealth but also support trusted institutions where people really draw from those networks to mm-hmm. learn more information, to connect. And HBCUs are a critical part of that component for us at Prudential. And Gail, lastly, what have you seen differently as far as the mindset and investing in the past couple of decades from when you first started in your position to where people are now? Well, I can say one thing with, the, for example, the women market, so, for example, patriarchs historically would always will their assets to their son and son-in-law. Mm-hmm. And due to the fact that women are now being highly educated, not just here in the, um, domestically, but around the world, 
now a lot of the money is being allocated to women, not to mention women are now in the workforce. We're making money for ourselves. But with that in mind, we're also educating each other. So one of the trends is that I love that the female market has more of a voice mm-hmm. and we're starting to become even better savers because mm-hmm. we now are partnering with financial advisors. And we're also talking amongst ourselves Absolutely. as opposed to not just shopping or cooking. We're also talking, having financial conversations. And I'm hearing more of that. And that's more of a trend. Yes, I love it. You so, know, I got my whole all-woman team <laughs> investing. So that's amazing absolutely, to me. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I hope you continue to have these conversations and we do a lot more together. I appreciate you oh, all for coming you. up here. And I would like to also say that, uh, of course, I've been at Prudential for 11 years. I want to personally say thank you to um, Prudential for all that you've done um, in the community. But it also warms my heart. Because I am a Hampton alumni strong, 90, 1994. Of course, I went to NYU, but Hampton is very dear to me. To have Prudential as well as um, Hampton join forces as a family. And again, it has not just happened overnight. This has been well over 10 years. Absolutely. Um, it's been over millions of dollars have been invested in our community, but also within Hampton University, which I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. So we'll be servicing that community as well as recruiting. But again, I just wanted to say thank you to Prudential as well as um, the Hampton Blend. So it's the best of my both worlds. Hampton yes, Prudential, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> if I could, I, just on behalf of the Brick City Classic team, I want to thank Prudential as well because they have been a true corporate partner as we bring this game. And I think for us to continue it, we need everybody to get out. We need we need to see people out at the game on Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, BrickCityClassic.com to get your tickets. But most important, thank you for being such a great partner for the work we're doing together to change our community, raise awareness about HBCUs, but also focusing on increasing black wealth. In I'm glad y'all brought this game back, too. I think it does bring a lot of attention to it, it but does. I remember back in the day, yes. you know. Family that's event. right, that's it's right. It's a big event. deal. Bring the family out. It's, it's all, a family it's, event. It's, it's going to have a good time. Good. <laughs> yeah, so we hope everyone comes out and joins us, because we'll all be at the game. Exactly. Absolutely. BreakCityClassic.com, and you guys can come out and tailgate, too, because y'all know that's part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Gates open at 9 a.m. All right, it's Way Up with Angela Yee. Thank y'all so much for coming through. Um, And I will see y'all at the game. That sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's Angela Yee from Way Up with Angela Yee. Imagine swapping your car keys for a chance to move your body, better mental health, connecting with your community, and creating memories without spending money. Join me and embrace nature's pace by taking a walk, hike, or a bike ride with Rails to Trails Conservancy, because our time on the trail is so much more than a day outside. Get ideas for getting outside at reelstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.